हेलो दिस इज आना फ्रॉम न्यूज लॉन्ड्री डॉट कॉम ब्रिंगिंग यू योर डेली डोज ऑफ न्यूज टूडे इज ट्यूजडे द ट्वेंटी फिफ्थ ऑफ जनवरी इंडिया रजिस्टर टू लैख फिफ्टी फाइव थाउजेंड एट हंड्रेड एंड सेवेंटी फोर न्यू कोविड नाइन्टीन केसेज इन द लास्ट ट्वेंटी फोर आवर्स टेकिंग द ओवरऑल टैली इन द कंट्री टू ओवर थ्री पॉइंट नाइन सेवन क्रॉर टूडे इज काउंट इज सिक्सटीन पॉइंट थ्री नाइन परसेंट लेस दैन येस्टरडेज एज मेनी एज सिक्स हंड्रेड एंड फोर्टीन फर्टालिटीज पुस्ट इंडिया डेथ टोल टू फोर लैख The World Health Organization Director General Tedros Adhanom said yesterday that it was not right to assume that Omicron was the last variant of coronavirus or that the world was in the end game of this pandemic. However, he said that the acute stage of the pandemic could end this year if primary targets to eradicate the disease are met. Meanwhile, Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal today announced that COVID-19 curbs in the national capital will soon be lifted as the city's positivity rate was dipping fast on the sidelines of a republic day event he said and i quote covid positivity rate has reduced by 20% in the span of last 10 days today it's about 10% opposed to the 30% positivity rate on 15th of january all of this is because of the consistent pace of vaccination unquote The Kerala government yesterday said that educational institutions in the state which registered less than 40% attendance for 3 consecutive days will be closed for 2 weeks reported PTI according to a new set of rules a maximum of 20 people will be allowed at weddings and funerals cinema theaters swimming pools and gyms will be shut the Sikkim government made it mandatory for all persons entering the Himalayan state to produce a negative RT-PCR report conducted within 72 hours prior to the date of entry a home department notification issued yesterday said in case a person cannot produce an rt pcr negative test report they have to undergo a rapid antigen test at all entry checkpoints and pakyong airport according to ani health minister mansukh mandavia will hold a meeting with health ministers of nine states and union territories on the covid situation Globally, coronavirus has infected over 355 million, claiming the lives of over 5.62 million. UNICEF said on Monday that school closures due to the pandemic have caused nearly insurmountable losses among children around the world. The United Nations agency said more than 61.6 crore students are still being affected by full or partial closures of schools. Meanwhile, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson said on Monday that the United Kingdom will do away with COVID-19 tests on arrival for fully vaccinated travellers to England from 11th of February. According to Guardian, rules have also been eased for unvaccinated travellers who will no longer have to undergo isolation or get tested for a second time on the 8th day after their arrival. Moving on to Assembly Elections Update. Former Union Ministry of State for Home Affairs RPN Singh resigned from Congress today and later joined the BJP today. He tweeted and I quote, "Today at a time we are celebrating the formation of our great republic. I begin a new chapter in my political journey." unquote. Reacting to Singh's resignation from the party, Jharkhand Congress chief Rajesh Thakur said today that it was sad and many in charges have come and gone and it does not matter. He said and I quote, He must have decided after a lot of thinking. We think his decision is wrong. We are true soldiers of Congress. We will live and die here. Unquote. Singh was the AICC in charge of Jharkhand. Meanwhile, 
The Supreme Court today issued a notice to the Centre and the Election Commission of India in a PIL seeking direction for the seizure of election symbols or deregistration of parties promising irrational freebies from public funds. Calling it a serious issue, the court said that the freebie budget is going beyond the regular budget. It has sought a response from the poll body and the union government in four weeks. In other news, the BJP's Central Election Committee, led by Prime Minister Narendra Modi, is scheduled to meet today to give final permission to the list of remaining candidates for the upcoming Uttar Pradesh Assembly elections, which was finalised in a high-level meeting yesterday. Citing sources, Indian Express reported that roughly 80 sitting MLAs are likely to be eliminated, with around a dozen seats being reshuffled. The names for the final three stages of the seven-phase election, comprising 172 seats, were published on Monday after the party had already announced the names of 197 candidates. Listeners, it's election season and five states, Goa, Manipur, Punjab, Uttarakhand and Uttar Pradesh, will vote to elect new assemblies. Our reporters, Akansha, Ashwini, Ayush, Basant, Nidhi, Pratik and Shivangi, will be scattered throughout these states, attempting to provide reliable ground reports. They will be aided by Atul, Manisha and Meghnath, and a team of producers to explore the underbelly of the electoral process. Because thorough and extensive election coverage requires time, resources and money, it is included in our NL Sena project. And for our funding, we will need your support. So, we urge you to subscribe to us and contribute to our NL Sena series. You can do so by heading to newslaundry.com sena. Seven students from a medical college died after their car fell from a bridge near Selsura in Maharashtra's Vardha on Monday night, Indian Express reported. According to police, the deceased includes BJP MLA Vijay Rahangdale's son. All seven were first-year medical students at Savangi Medical College who had gone out for a late-night drive. According to local police officials, the driver lost control of the vehicle which then plummeted roughly 40 feet off a bridge. Baba Sahib Thorat, assistant inspector of the Savangi police station, told Express that the car's seven occupants are all dead. He added that they arrived at the scene after receiving information from the control room. Prime Minister Narendra Modi expressed his condolences for the students' loss and declared that the families of those who died in the accident would receive rupees 2 lakh apiece from the Prime Minister's National Relief Fund. India on Tuesday announced a $200,000 grant for rescue, rehabilitation and reconstruction efforts in Tonga, which was devastated by a catastrophic volcanic eruption and tsunami on 15th of January. According to the external ministry, the emergency humanitarian assistance was provided as a close friend and partner under the Forum for India-Pacific Islands Corporation and as a sign of solidarity with the friendly people of Tonga. Tsunami waves were blasted across the Pacific Ocean by the eruption of the Hunga Tonga Hunga Hapai volcano, which was heard 2,300 kilometers away in New Zealand. According to NASA, the volcanic outburst was hundreds of times more powerful than the atomic bomb unleashed on Hiroshima by the United States during World War II. Large swaths of Tonga's population were affected by the tsunami, which also wreaked havoc on the country's infrastructure. According to information released by Tonga's emergency department on Sunday, Hindustan Times reported that the death toll from the volcanic eruption and tsunami has grown to six. 
The statement also stated that India has expressed its condolences to Tonga's government and people for the devastation inflicted by the unprecedented calamity. It added that during times of crisis and devastation caused by natural disasters such as Cyclone Geeta in 2018, India firmly stood by Tonga. A senior Pakistani journalist identified as Hasnan Shah was killed by unidentified men outside the Lahore Press Club on Monday, police said. A Punjab officer told PTI that Shah, who was in his 40s, was parking his car outside the press club when two motorcycles fired at him, killing him on the spot. According to him, both armed men were able to depart the crowded area. Shah, a Lahore local, worked for Capital TV as a crime reporter. He is survived by his wife and two children. The official stated that they are looking into rumours that he held a grudge against some people. Meanwhile, IGP Rao Sardar Ali Khan ordered the Lahore police head to ensure that the culprits are arrested as soon as possible. Journalist organisation in Pakistan condemned Shah's assassination and asked that his attackers be apprehended by the Pakistan Tehreek e Insaf administration. Azam Chaudhary, president of the Lahore Press Club, said that a journalist's murder in broad daylight in front of the Lahore Press Club is a moment of reflection for the administration. According to UN figures, since 1993, 85 journalists have been killed in Pakistan, including four in 2021. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.